0: It's hot as hell in here, and that's because we're on the road of demons. When you're listening into the Demon Road Diaries, you're going to get crazy action. You're going to get the real on the ground from demons themselves. Effie approves demon energy, and if you need it in your ears, you can have it forever. That's the magic of Demon Road Diaries. Thanks for tuning in, and make sure you subscribe.
1: Let's talk about better beard care. Let's talk about La Barba Cubano. For over a year, La Barba Cubano has been putting out top quality, high-end beard care products, whether it's beard oils or beard balms. And we've expanded in the last couple months to create a new product called Abuelo soap. Abuelo soap has an old school look, but a new school feel. It's cocoa and shea butter soaps that help your skin feel softer and better than they ever have before. So whether you need to uh, take care of that beard or you just want softer skin, head to labarba.life. And at the end, when you're ready to check out, use the code DEMONDADDIES to save yourself 13% off at checkout. It's Labarba Cubano. It's better beard care and now skin care for you or a beard you love. Live it, not live. We're in we're recorded. we're recorded it live. Recorded live in front of a live studio audience. You know what's up. We're back and it's time for some fun. Uh we're gonna tell you who we are because it's been like two weeks, guys, and I know you probably have forgotten completely about us uh because we had to play someone else's podcast last week. It's whatever though. So hey, what's up? It's me, it's me. Your sweet KDG, your music city messiah, Caden Green. Your bastard son, Ronnie Rios.
2: You're unnecessarily burdened and evil and upset about it, Chelsea Durden.
1: Rios, I think uh, your moniker this week should be uh, the birthday bastard, Ronnie Rios. Because we're <laughs> celebrating the big 3-0 today.
3: Oh, Cheers!
4: I can finally live up to that uh, weird cage match moniker I have of Dirty,
1: Dirty Ronnie, <laughs> Dirty Thirty Ronnie Rios. And we have a guest with us, a, a friend of the show, and he's got a busy week coming up next week. Uh, you may have seen him a a lot of places, and you will be seeing him this week. At GCWs, we run this town event. He is the leader of the Yeet Nation, the King of Fury, and the master of the Froggy Elbow. Welcome to the podcast, Ray Fury. You,
2: you, you almost said furry. I know you I, almost said yeah, furry. That
1: would be just the worst <laughs> gimmick you could do.
0: And you almost did it. You almost almost podcast on the wrong foot.
1: What if... What if you have a twin brother whose name is Ray Furry and he's just a furry who does frog things that'd be awful
0: and he would have to <laughs> Did we
4: Wait oh, this is so random but Aaron do you remember when we booked like that weird match with Chuckles <laughs> where like <laughs> he's like he comes out dressed as a sheep and, and it's like oh god
2: I Wait, hold on. Rewind. Oh rewind God. here.
4: I don't even know if I can do this story. We were having dinner <laughs> at like fest or something. And we were talking about furries. And I was always like, I've, I've said that like I've met furries. And they're lovely people. No hate. No shade. I don't kink shame furries. Um, But the one discrepancy I have with them are, is that I met one who talked about how his interests are like. It's like, it's like any orient, I'm like gay people, it's just an orientation, and I wanted to be like, let's pause it right there. (laughs) No, you you have a sexual interest and a preference, which is totally fine, but like, you weren't, like, it's like, that happened to you. I don't think you were born a furry, you just became one because of, you know, sexual palates form when you're like five years old, like, shit happens, but you know, it's like, like Trump. and it was just this whole discussion, and then that culminated in you saying something that I'm not going to repeat, um, about someone coming out of someone's
1: vagina. Um, hey. <laughs> Wait, but didn't it it led to the catch the greatest catchphrase? Dress me up like a, what was it dress me up like a lamb so I can hump a dog?
4: Yeah, dress me like a lamb so I can hump the dog. Dun and, and then it, you stomp. And- yeah.
1: This is that, great- and that
4: led to me and Chuckles <laughs> doing that in a battle royal. We did that in a rumble or something where we looked at each other and I just went, Chuckles, dress me like a lamb. And he goes, so I can hump the dog? And I'm like, yeah. And then we punched each
2: other. <laughs> okay. So it's that kind of podcast tonight. <laughs> this is not typically how we start off an episode of uh, Demon Road Diaries. Please don't hang up, Ray. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Happy birthday, Rios. Ah, thank you. Thank you.
2: Uh, But
4: furries aside, that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about the Lucha (laughs) sensation, the leader of the Yeet Nation, Ray Fury. Thank you again so much for coming on the show, Ray. Uh, I definitely was excited for this episode because you're a a bit of a journeyman. I've seen you in a lot of different places. So I'm curious as to where you got your start and kind of like, what you know? What started the leader of the Eat Nation?
0: Man, um, it's crazy. So, hang on, hang on this rod with me, all right? So all right. I was. I born mean, you and hung
4: ra- on for dress me like a lamb so I could hunt the
0: dog. So it's the yes. least I could do. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I was. I'm actually born and raised in the Bronx, New York. Lived there my whole life. Um, uh, I ended up moving to Mississippi, out of all places, and um. And that's where I started my family. And one day I ordered some Domino's pizza. And on top of the box was a wrestling poster. It was a flyer for a show. So I took that flyer and I put it on the dash of my card, of my car, to make sure I don't forget that date. And when that day came, I went to the show, spoke to a few people, went to the next show. And that's how I got my foot into the door. Started paying my dues immediately. Nice. So that's how that started. Sick. Oh yeah. So and like
4: were so, like, you a big like wrestling fan growing up? Like what was what was the inspiration?
0: Yeah, man. Um ever since I could remember, man, since I was two, three, four years old, I was just loving wrestling. My dad used to actually watch, and so I got hooked into it. And I would just play there with my toys and just copy whatever they did on the TV with my figures. And the guy who actually inspired me and who caught my attention was none other than the Ultimate Warrior. Just watching that man hit the ring 90 miles an hour with them tassels going everywhere and that face paint. Like, if you don't love that as a kid, I, I don't know. I don't know what to say, but he he, he was like a real life cartoon character. So um, he actually grabbed me. So um, that, that was that's what really ignited my love for wrestling. Oh yeah.
2: And that is why we love him. <laughs> So, and,
0: like, were you
4: always planning to... So, I mean, so you don't come from, like, the traditional kind of luchador background. So, like, what what made you decide to kind of go in that direction?
0: All right. So, um, I never thought in a million years I'd be wearing a mask, to be completely honest with you. And that's no disrespect to the uh, lucha libre heritage or, you know, culture that comes from that. But um, I just never thought that was an option or something that I wanted to do, you know. Um, I always thought that I was going to be in the wrestling business. I didn't know how, mm-hmm. but I knew I was going to get in some way, somehow. But So when I started and I met the promoter for that wrestling company in Mississippi, he told me, hey, put on this mask and use it as training wheels. No one knows who you are. Have your matches. Get your feet under you. And you're ready. You take it off, and you do whatever you want to do. I was like, "That's that's fine. You... You gave me life, so to speak. I, I'm willing to do that for you. So I did that, and I picked up on wrestling really fast. And I got, you know, kind of popular here where we were running shows at. So I'm like, you know what? The mask is seems to be working. You know, I'm getting, I'm getting um, more cheers. I'm getting a little more popular in this area. I was like, you know what? Maybe I should keep it. If it's not broke, don't fix it. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to keep it on and just roll with the punches. Until something happens where I'm like, you know what? I'll just take it off, you know? And that's just how I've I've been since then. You know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So I just always kept it on. Try to evolve it, change the colors, change the mask, change the gear. Just try to keep it fresh, you know? Mm
2: -hmm. So it originally was just... uh just kind of a vehicle to, like, yeah. really get your feet wet in wrestling. And, you know, if you fuck up, no one will know it's you because then you'll yeah. have everything figured out and you'll be a different character. But that's really where you, like, you found your niche.
0: Right. It was just supposed to be temporary. So, and oh, looking yeah. back, I'm glad I actually did it because even if I didn't have a mask, I don't know how how much success I would have had without it, you know? So yeah. I, I, I'm i glad I started off that way. So.
1: I, th- I think having like a lucha mask has uh, draws people in because it's almost like its own symbol, like the bat symbol or something right. in a way that people are like, OK, I know that mask. So I know who that is. And they're like more likely to like um, it goes quicker than like just I mean, I'm a bald guy with a big beard. How many of us are there? You know, like someone says, oh, the bald guy with the big beard, you know him? He's in the back. And they're like, no, 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 I don't know. But when you have, like, a set mask that, like, really, like, tells a story and, like, holds on to a character, that, like, draws people in. Instead of them just being like, you know the mask guy who does the flippy thing? Like, they're like, oh, yeah, it's this and the, the lines and the this and, like, whatever. It's, like, right. storytelling in own way. Plus, it's great merch. Right. Oh, definitely, definitely. <laughs>
2: You sell masks. You sell coloring book sheets of the mask. It's, the possibilities are endless.
0: Oh, yeah. I had bath bombs um, when they were popular. What? Yeah. yeah I, the, <laughs> who doesn't want to take a bath with a Ray Fury bath bomb? <laughs>
4: yeah. So, wait. What was it? So, was it just the mask or was it your head? Or, like,
0: how would that work? It was the mask as a bath bomb. I had a different color mask. And mm-hmm. um, then I had an actual F-bomb. Um bath bat bomb. so um I had those. I have right now I have watches for the kids. I had hats A ten, T-shirts, man. I have I had so much that I even forgot about. I don't have anymore. I try to keep that as fresh as possible.
2: I'm still stuck on the bath bombs because I am a bath bomb bitch. I am like, like I don't give a fuck, like what kind of bath bomb it is. I'm like, fuck yeah, give me that yeah. shit.
4: <laughs> was, I, so did you like? Did you try them out? Like, was there a favorite amongst your your family and friends of like, oh, this one hits.
0: I didn't. I I didn't want to try my own product. do mm-hmm. get so high, high on your own supply. Your own supply. <laughs> yeah. But I did get a lot of video. Can I say that I got a lot of pictures online from people who bought bath bombs and they would send me pictures of their their water and the color Mm -hmm. that it changed and, you know, saying that they dug it. It got them real soft and smelling good after they came out. So I was like, okay, that's cool. So
2: that is that good shit, especially when you get that anime bath water like that's that that is. So so like
3: like,
4: how long you been doing this, right? Like how long you been going?
0: Man, um, I've been doing this for years now. Doing it um, for what? Five years.
4: Five years? Oh, okay. Yeah, you strike me as someone who's like way more of a vet than that. Oh, Like, fuck. You strike me as someone who's been doing this shit like 15 years.
2: Be like, oh. yeah, I've been doing this since I was 14. Um, I can't walk straight <laughs> anymore, but uh,
0: I'm so good. That's a good thing or a bad thing, but... <laughs> no, it's not... A, no, it's it's I don't
4: definitely say, a good thing. Yeah, I don't say it like, look at this bitter fucking shitty fuck. It's more like, oh, no, this guy this guy knows what he's doing. He's, he's Yeah, it's around.
2: like, he knows what he's doing. He carries himself like a veteran, and that's like a... It's always a good thing.
0: Yeah. I hold that all to um, John Davis out of Jacksonville, Florida. Yeah.
4: Have you done a lot of work with uh, John?
0: Yeah, actually, uh, when I was in Mississippi, uh, they booked him on a show out here, and that's when we first met. And he did a seminar, and he was booked regularly at least once a month to come back. And so we kind of hit it off, and he kind of tried to like put me under his wing. I was sent through all my matches. You know, we would stay in the ring longer you know, after seminars just to get some extra reps. And and so I, I owe a lot of my training to him because he helped me out big time. And even to this day, he's still my mentor. I still go to him for anything and um, for whatever questions I might have or, you know, anything that might be bothering me or anything I need advice on. So shout out to John Davis. Yeah, yeah he's, a good dude. Uh,
2: he's, he's well known uh, down here. He's almost, uh, I like to think of him a bit of uh, almost like, one of the policemen of Florida wrestling (laughs) because it's like if you think oh okay you think you're a badass all right um so we booked you against John Davis this Friday it's like if once you think you're a badass you know let him humble you
0: yeah I uh uh, our last match we had together he chopped me and I thought I was tough so I chopped him right back
3: mm, Mm. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Cuz
0: usually when I get chopped I get fired up. It doesn't it doesn't really register like it hurt. So I get fired up. So I, I got fired up. I hit him back. That second shot he gave me, I crumbled. I was like, "Okay, never mind."
2: <laughs> did, did your did your descendants feel it or your great great grandchildren going to be born with that? <laughs> so,
0: yeah. So this big. This big.
4: Okay. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's like that Street Fighter quote was this like I'm gonna hit him so hard the next bison wannabe is gonna feel it. <laughs> it's like that's that's how John Davis chops. It's like I'm gonna chop you so hard the greenhorn that you train's gonna feel it.
2: <laughs> the day John Davis walked into your ring was the most important day of your life. For John Davis, it was Saturday.
4: It was. <laughs> <laughs> I really badly want to see John Davis in a full M Bison outfit now. Oh. I fe- Even though he's got big Balrog, Sagat energy, um, he's the M. Bison of Florida wrestling. (laughs) (laughs) I
2: I would say, I would say, yeah.
4: No, you know what he is? Actually, you know what John is? He's the Akuma of Florida wrestling. Mm. Yeah, that's what John Davis is walking with.
2: (laughs) There's like a different feeling in the air when he walks into the locker room and everybody's like... (laughs) Every everybody like stops their bullshit instantly, because it's not worth it. It's it's not it's not worth it to have that curse upon you.
4: I watched that man murder Darby Allen. <laughs> oh
2: my God. I watched him murder a lot of people, mm. including yeah. Darby but Allen. like Darby
4: in particular, because Darby likes it. So like it yeah. was just
2: he loves ooh. that
4: shit. <laughs> I've never seen someone like. Slinky cell a fucking power bomb before, but that's the only way I could describe what happened <laughs> to Marty
0: <Harvey laughs>
2: Well, when all of the bones in your body become liquefied, and then you just kind of <laughs> go like,
0: "Did he hit the Siberian bear crusher?" Oh, you know he did. <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh
4: my god. Um, but uh, John Davis ass whoopings aside, uh. So like when do you when did you start to feel like okay, like like okay, I'm curious, where did the name come from? Like where did Ray Fury come from?
0: All right, now uh, story behind that is at at first they gave me the name of Dark Fury. Mm. I was Dark Fury and I had a tag partner at the time that started with me. His name was Max Glory. <laughs> yeah, pretty cheesy. Um <laughs> Love it, the, it. the tag team was supposed to be uh, uh, kind of like From Cloak and Dagger. You're familiar with Cloak and Dagger? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, I was supposed to be like dark and he was the light, you know? So I wore the black and the red. He wore the white. And so that's what we were supposed to be. And he ended up not panning out. Um, And, you know, I went on and did my own thing. But I just hated the name. I always hated the name Dark. I just felt like it was like, uh, I don't know, like a second grade or maybe. And they just. Yeah, like
2: like, like, too melodramatic.
0: Yeah. And and they were just like, hey, um, you know, it's really hard to change your name once you start going. You know, yada yada yada. It's like start from the beginning. So I was like, all right, maybe I could just change half of it, and I just try to be more realistic with it. You know, and so I just went with Ray. Uh, thought that was pretty safe, and I wanted to lose any steam that I might have picked up with Dark. You know what I mean? So I was mm-hmm. like, let's let's kind of change it a little bit. So I, that's where Ray comes from, Ray Fury. Oh uh, yeah.
2: Like it I like it, It's so. A- what are you doing? What are you-
4: fuck? It wouldn't be a podcast without the weekly cat interruption. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, that's her cat. Yeah. yeah, one of one of many. One of many. You
4: know what's weird is I stay there a lot, and you don't feel like five cats live there, but five <laughs> cats do live in that apartment.
1: I I showed up They're this weekend. <laughs> they need to pay rent. I showed up this weekend, and like one cat pops up on the. Uh, the bar, like in the in the kitchen, and then another one does, and I like look at my phone, and I look up, and another one is there, and they just keep showing up, and I'm like, I'm about to get my ass whooped by a gang of cats. Every These time. cats are coming for my life.
2: Oh, are we are we talking about how many ch- how many cats live in Chelsea's apartment?
1: Yeah, yeah. and how like seventeen of them surrounded <laughs> me and threatened my life.
2: It was only five, and Captain America like, got his head stuck in a shaker cup.
1: They're like, we hear you got a dog, huh? Representing dogs, huh? And I was like, yo, 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 I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I, yeah, my yeah. mom gave me this bandana or whatever, you know? It was platinum on you.
4: <laughs> that reminds me of like, um, does everybody here watch Always Sunny in Philadelphia? I've seen a
1: few. I actually did a bad thing and I started from the beginning. Uh, yeah? Oh, yeah. That show was super fucking racist.
3: Yeah. I, like, yeah. I
1: don't know why so many people of color that tell me about this show. Well, I. I think
4: well, it works because I mean don't get me wrong, it is you couldn't do those episodes now, but it works because the joke is that they're wrong. Like Oh that's yeah, like, they're the that,
3: worst that's people. That's the there. joke. Like,
4: I think I think that's why I had a hard time metastasizing that show when I first started. Cause like any TV show, you wanna you think you're watching the protagonists and like, oh, I wanna support these people. But as the show goes on, it's like, no, you're supposed to hate these people. You're supposed to... Well, they're want- still the
2: protagonists. They're well, still yeah, the main characters. Yeah, they're still the main, like, character. yeah, they're they're still the the main
4: characters. But it's like, you're not supposed hero. to be rooting for them. They're like, no, they are they're, horrible people. They're
2: the worst <laughs> people on the planet.
4: But the reason I bring it up is because I remember I had a roommate at the t- uh, a couple years ago who he went to a Burger King with his girlfriend. And he came back and he was just like, bro, you're not going to believe what I saw. And I'm like, what? And he goes, we were at this Burger King and like i walked past the dumpster and there was like 16 cats living behind this burger king it's like a it was like a full blown cat society man <laughs> and i just looked at him and go that's the most charlie day thing i've ever heard in my life <laughs> To the point where I have like retconned this fake scene and Always Sunny, where Charlie burst into the bar one day and like falls over because he's so excited that he found a cat society, a cat and it's society. just sad. It's like twenty cats living behind a burger. King.
2: Are, are you are you implying that I'm Charlie Day?
4: You're bordering. <laughs> You're bordering, You're bordering of, you do have a lot of you do have a lot of head trauma.
2: I do have so much. Head trauma like I don't even know my right from my left anymore <laughs> I'm just kidding I never
1: knew that it's easy you put your hands in front of you and the one that makes an L is the left oh, oh
4: wow I never thought of that
1: you've I never was... done that yeah you put your hands
4: no, in front no I just learned what left uh, and
3: right were <laughs> Um, yeah, when, I was I a kid,
2: <laughs> when I was a kid, I used to only be able to wear, like, my hair ties and stuff on my left hand. I would put it on my left hand so I would know that hair tie hand was left hand.
3: Oh. That's
2: that's how I did it. Because um, my head trauma started when I was four.
0: Ray, yeah. do you have kids? Yes, I got two girls. Ah, uh, okay. Are they, like,
4: old enough to, like, be in school and stuff?
0: Yes. Seven, oh, okay. and, seven and two. Seven oh, okay.
4: I was just thinking like have you experienced this like because the hardest thing I think I've ever done in my life was trying to explain to a kindergartner the difference between a lowercase d and a lowercase b
1: oh because they're the same thing but
4: backwards exactly have you ever run into something like that
0: I don't think I had that discussion
1: (laughs) going through going through letter no going through the teens
0: hey I had that problem though
1: yeah I feel you the hardest sorry go on no, it's the same letter. Just fucking flip. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the te- t- teaching your kids numbers is hard and it isn't like, it's just the first 20. That's the hardest part because they just like whoever created like the teen end of, or the, the 11 through 20 is just a fucking asshole. Cause all the rest of the numbers are like 20 plus one is 21. Right. Okay. But they're like, uh i don't know what do you want to call the number after 10 i don't know uh let's call it 10 1 no 11 and then it's like (laughs) like okay okay and they're like 12 okay so we're going with full new names okay cool 13 great new name uh i got nothing how about 14 and it keeps getting worse and it's like now you explain that to a child and you're like all right so look if it's 11 or 12 it doesn't end with teen. Why? I don't fucking know. I don't, I don't know, but then it's just everything else is teen. So then that's how we work from the uh, math is hard. Oh, and and 10 never comes up again. 10 never comes up again.
2: It's just 10.
1: That makes you
4: appreciate teachers that much more because it's like, you know, when you were learning numbers and letters, maybe it was a little challenging, but you got through it and they got you through it. And it's like, When you're trying to teach children these same similar concepts that just make so much sense to you it's like it becomes this like existential question of life it's like it's like well why is it two (laughs) it's just like
2: i I don't know it's just fucking two (laughs) I, i had um i had a like every time i try to help one of my nieces with their math homework um i am i go through like an existential crisis it's worth noting that they're seven and eight they are in they're in first and second grade so it's not like it's like particularly difficult but that's like when they start introducing word problems and it's like johnny has 38 basketballs and i'm like slow the fuck down why does he have 38 basketballs
1: <laughs> a collector
3: of, of basketballs <laughs> yeah
1: like are these Who has that much space to hold 38 basketballs? And you then have I just have a closet just for basketballs. So Johnny start... is a
4: rich asshole kid.
1: <laughs>
2: and then I just keep going through like trying to rationalize this word problem, and then she just fucking grabs the workbook and she's like, Never mind. And she walks away and I'm like, Did you just Did I just yeah.
4: My favorite are the food ones, because it'll be like, you know, Billy has 16 candy bars. It's like, no, Billy has a problem. <laughs> Billy's about to have diabetes. <laughs> like, Billy needs to sit down and think about his life choices. <laughs> oh, fuck. But speaking of life choices, um, so... <laughs> So you – I want to know where Yeet came from because that seems to be something you've – I mean, I know what Yeet
0: is obviously,
4: but I don't know what what made you want to latch on to that as like an an aspect of your character.
0: Man, it's it's the same um, principle that comes from the mask. Uh, Yeet was just something like – we was just saying when we saw something spontaneous, like say we saw a girl walk by with a fat ass. We'd be like, Yeet. And they're getting
3: <laughs>
0: attention, like, okay. <laughs> or, you know, we just say something funny and just add heat at the end of it, yeet, and everybody's just cracking up, you know? So we actually carried that from the locker room into the ring. And one day I was actually wrestling, and, uh, you know, I said yeet because I saw one of my boys actually in the audience, and they responded, the crowd responded with yeet. And I was like, oh, I was like, okay. So I hit a boob, I'll say it again. Yeet, yeet, and then they say they'll repeat it. So I'm like, Oh, this is easy. This is so easy. So I start doing it at every show and it was just so easy, it's instant reaction. And it was just a way to engage with the fans and that's how they would and that's how they would connect with me. You know, even the little kids would forget, like, hey, yeet yeet, I'm like, Hey, you know, how you doing? You know? So it's just it's just it's just been an easy catchphrase. And I grew up in the nineties where, you know, catchphrases was everything. Mm-hmm. So i I love it man i love all that so it's just one of those things that i just just rolled with it and it just stuck you know
4: i feel like that's always the stuff that sticks is the dumb jokes from the locker room Mm
3: -hmm.
4: um like that's literally like our first thing like now we have like too many things but our first (laughs) thing was hashtag demon shit and (laughs) Which we've kind of we I feel like we've kind of downplayed just because Hat Hangman <laughs> started doing cowboy shit and we were yeah. like uh. and we we're like uh. it's like I was so mad when he started doing that I was like brother I literally have like been doing this for three years like I'm we gonna kill you like with this like, whole yeah oh my like God. but um that was that came out of when when Aaron and I started tagging like we had no grand ideas like we weren't trying to be a tag team we just kind of it just we got put together. And we we're both good old Florida boys with that Dusty Rhodes mentality of like, well, this is what we're doing. We're going to we're going to use gonna our whole it. we're going to use our whole ass here. No half ass and um, whole ass.
1: I don't got so, a lot of ass, but I'm using all of it.
0: All of it.
4: Um, So we were going to do our first run in and we had no idea what we were going to do. And literally him and I turned to each other and we're just like, so what are we doing out there? And he's like, I don't know. Demon shit. And I was just like, demon shit. Heard. And we started tagging that on a bunch of posts and then I was like, maybe like a one-time joke and everybody started latching onto that. Like, yeah, demon shit. And we're just like, I guess this is a thing now.
0: (laughs) They they want that thing, you know, to feel connected, man. They want want to be down with you, you know?
2: They'll latch onto anything that's like remotely tangible.
0: But back to what you said about, um, uh, cowboy shit, it, man, so Braun Strowman, I think, threw somebody or hit somebody on a Raw. Mm-hmm. Like you know, a big show attack. He hit outside the ring when he's doing the yeah, yeah, here. the train thing. Yeah. And he 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 put hashtag yeet, and then the Usos, they say yeet, and I'm like, oh no! I said, do not make this a fucking <laughs> please. <laughs> oh
3: no! I've been oh, waiting no. for my
0: to just get in front of five thousand people because if I can get, if I can get in front of five to ten thousand people, this shit will be over so fast. Yeah. It will get that's so- always. I, I tell everybody, if I can get on a SmackDown or a Raw and I get this Yeet shit out there, I said, this shit will fucking take over. And if these guys get on get on it before me, I'm going to be pissed. So. Yeah. That's
4: always what happens is, like, um, you know, the joke is, like, who got it on TV first? Yeah. yeah. Um,
3: but I remember
4: the- uh, that happened to friend of the show, Barrington Hughes. He started doing it. the nah Fam, And then Angelo fucking Dawkins on a Raw now not just said it once like he clearly was doing a bit because he was trying to do this whole like steve austin what with it where everything he would answer with not nah, fam and <laughs> and fucking barrington like knows people like like he's not like super connected but like he's friends with mvp and a bunch of people that work there he just like started blowing his shit up and, like no no you're not doing
1: that <laughs> I just bought like 150 t-shirts yeah, of I have this t-shirts on it. <laughs> motherfucker
2: <laughs> Hey remember When Karrion Cross debuted In WWE with my entire Gimmick and I just threw my Entire gear set away and <laughs> I just Yeah but got...
4: nobody cared because it's and Cross. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's like I have a doomsday clock Tattooed on my fucking back Since I was 20 But, but like
4: Nobody you know, buddy cares
2: I know I just <laughs> I care I know you care.
4: I don't. I'm glad you care, but nobody cares, so it's fine.
2: It's fine. <laughs> it's
4: fine. But that's good. They can't they can't take the yeet from you. I was curious, did anyone has anyone ever given you shit for uh, calling yours being a luchador with the name Ray?
0: Um Yeah. I got into it on Twitter a while back with somebody that I shall remain nameless. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maybe after the podcast, I'll tell you. Sure. And, oh, it's uh, like
4: somebody we know. It's just not like just a random mark.
0: No, it's it's somebody who's up there. Oh, okay. Oh, who signed? And sure. we kind of we went up, went at it back and forth, and his fans got at me, and I was like, "Oh, Ray, so so original," and I'm like, "Oh, I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, what Ray Mysterio? Oh, now you see Ray Phoenix? Okay, I get it. Hmm. You know, so." Yeah, I've got a little bit of flack for that. Um but, you know, it is what it is. I'm, I'm here now. Uh, I don't know if I should change my name at this point, but oh,
4: I don't think you need to change it at I all. Don't, I, don't, I don't think you need No, to. Ray Fury sounds good. I that's the thing is like it's I it, it's literally a Spanish word that just means king. Like yeah, yeah. and like there's dozens and dozens and dozens of kings in wrestling. So
1: like yeah, Oh my god, everyone, every other person's moniker is fucking the Those king days of days. sex, the king of dirt bikes, <laughs> like whatever. I want to meet the king of dirt bikes. Actually, <laughs> you really know, was,
4: I, no, I no. I want to meet. I day. want to meet the king of safety, Steve Uber.
1: <laughs> the king <laughs> of safety, Steve Uber.
4: That's the best gimmick you've ever come. up with. <laughs> So, Ray, if you don't know, Aaron has like one of his rare singles matches for a local promotion. And he's like, I have no idea what this promo is going to be. So he starts cutting this promo. And he's like, he goes, I'm going to be there. The Music City Messiah, Caden Green. But also, maybe. And then he just produces about 16 terrible gimmicks. (laughs) (laughs) And my favorite by far was he found like a construction vest and a hard
0: hat and the goggles. He's like, king of safety, Steve Uber. (laughs) I know somebody who wears that too as their gimmick.
3: As a construction uh, worker? No.
0: Yes, as a construction worker. I'll, I'll send you their page. Does, oh,
2: does can't he do the safety on. dance? Like no. in the come out the
0: safety dance? Because he has worker. to. All right.
2: He's <laughs> a hard-working man.
3: Hard-working
1: yes. Man. God damn it. I can't remember who it was, but uh, a few years ago, someone told me this story about one of their friends was running late to a show, and he had just got off work um, at IHOP. And he shows up to the show, and they're like, dude, you don't have time to get dressed. You need to be out there right now. And he goes, okay, fine. And he goes over to the announcer, and he goes, like, hey, I need you to do this, this, and this. So they're like, coming to the ring, weighing in at 198 pounds, the IHOP kid. This (laughs) dude in his full fucking IHOP uniform wrestles a match, steals the fucking show, calls the whole thing in the ring, dressed up, like, like, in his IHOP uniform and everything. I'm like, bless it, bless.
0: bless. I, I hope you kept the apron on.
1: Yeah, everything, the whole thing. I was like, I wish he came out with like a tray of coffee and somehow wrestled and without spilling a drop. That a like money that would have been that's 2020 wrestling that happened in like 2008 or whatever.
4: That's like the. Uh, did you guys ever see the pizza delivery bit? No. Oh, uh, remember because we I we ripped this off at Tampa Pro. Um. So there was like a from like 2018, I think. There's a match somewhere that they booked. Um, a, I, I'm sure he had to have been a wrestler because he does like a head scissors takedown. Um, but they do a bit, I think it was like a no ring death match. And. Uh, these two dudes are brawling and then a dude shows up in full like Papa John's delivery gear and he's like, like hey someone order a pizza and we're like we're having a fucking death match we're not no one ordered a pizza. He's like, Can someone just please pay for, for this? this please <laughs> sign for this pizza. I gotta go back to work. And then someone like flips the pizza to piss him off, and he's like, Get out of your pizza boy. And so then the pizza boy starts running spots and he like a head scissors take down and like all <laughs> this shit. <laughs> Is that real? That was a real thing. That's a thing. You can Google pizza boy wrestling match or whatever pizza delivery. And I loved it so much that I think like two weeks later at our home promotion, the main event was like a, like a false count anywhere match. So like I pitched to, uh, the two guys in the match was like, cause they were like, they were asking everyone like, Hey, do you guys have like weapons we can use or like plunder? Has anyone got any idea for spots? They want to be in a spot. And I was like, I have an idea. So I grabbed one of the young boys that, like, can take a bump and stuff. And I was just like, you look like a pizza delivery driver. And I I bought a pizza and I got, like, a red cap for him. And I was like, can you pretend to deliver a pizza in the middle of the match and then just, like, and then, like, hit him with the pizza? So, like, so, like, the heel takes the pizza and he's like, fuck your pizza. And then he fucking smacked him in the face with the pizza. (laughs) and then like strikes the the baby face like takes a slice of pizza and eats it while fucking doing shit. <laughs> oh, wrestling oh, love
1: wrestling. wrestling
0: i think that's good about those uh, different forms of wrestling like oh like like the deathmatch stuff well yeah like deathmatch stuff the uh, comedy wrestling the um the super spotty wrestling like what's your take on that stuff do you agree with it
3: yeah, I love all forms in, of wrestling. Yeah,
4: we had a match in Georgia last week where we possessed someone with the spirit of Bret Hart, of which I had to then <laughs> remind everyone in the match that Bret Hart is still alive. Um, <laughs> so I think that answers oh your God. question. Yeah.
2: yeah, like it's it was pretty great. Like we had the uh, we had the uh, music guy play uh, Bret Hart's theme yeah, as the spirit of Bret Hart
4: <laughs> and then the dude started running bread spots like he did the fucking uh, atomic drop, and then the fucking gut punch, and then the Russian leg sweep. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean, yeah, I think we would be pretty, uh, pretty hypocritical if we said we hated comedy wrestling because that's been something that's yeah, been pretty butter. good to us. <laughs> but I think, I, I mean, was there a point you were? Is there an opinion you wanted to share about it?
0: No, no, no. Um, I love all forms of wrestling. Um, you know, I, I, I just saw a post the other day online and it was guys going back and forth about what they thought was right compared to um, a lot of stuff that's going on now. So mm-hmm. I, I was just interested to hear what you guys thought about it.
1: I think, I think wrestling is like almost any other form of art where there's, like, room for everything, you know? Yeah. Like, if you go to an art gallery and there's, like, something that looks like someone just vomited on a canvas and, like, staple gun to, like, condom to it or some weird shit like that, and they're like, that's art. And you're like, that's art? And they're like, yeah, that's art. So, like, every... I think wrestling has its place. I think the only thing that doesn't have its place is shitty wrestling and shitty people in wrestling. I think, like, at the end of the day... It, everything needs to everything in wrestling needs to have like balance. It's just like how a fast and the furious movie would have like those funny spots in it that you're like, Oh, this is so good to remind you that this is like, you know, it doesn't have to be fast cars all the time. But then on the other hand, there's that cool fast car scene that you're like, Oh shit, that's fire. So, we like, have
2: gone so far from like, Fast and Furious being about fast cars. We're now at the level where it's like they're basically secret agent superheroes. Sorry, yeah, I can't get exactly. into another bit about. Fast I mean, and like Ben
4: Idris Elba literally saying, "One, I'm Black Superman. Fuck with me." Yeah, <laughs> I
2: mean, literally I mean, in the shops in the Hob- I and mean, Hobbs and Shaw.
0: Like so uh, some of the Marvel movies are like that. It's not just about superheroes. It's like they got yeah. they got a little bit of love. They might be, you know, um, a yeah. lot of comedy. Yeah, yeah there's a little storytelling in the background, and then they're going to fight and get to the good stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it, I see what yeah. I you
3: mean. I mean,
4: I always had a phrase, I mean, not always, but we coined a phrase on the show a couple episodes back that, because uh, we got into a conversation with this, uh, about this with uh, Puff, uh, Find Him, Puff is God. And we talked about how we don't care about what wrestling should be, we care about what wrestling could be. So, like, it's it's like if you just try to branch out and try different things. And that's the thing is that, like, yeah, sometimes it's not going to land. Sometimes, like, there's people who are really bad at comedy wrestling, and they try to hide how bad they are at wrestling with comedy wrestling. Um, and there's also people who are really great wrestlers who can fucking go but like, you know, they, that's all they can do. And it's, yeah. and it limits them. I think, you know, we've seen a lot of guys in like big promotions like that, like, you know, guys who are great in the ring, but they have nothing else to offer. And so it's like, I think, you know, it's, you know, I've always heard that like wrestling's like a circus act, you know, or like, a, it's like, you want multiple different attractions. So like, we've all here uh, in the spot have dabbled in booking. In fact, we were like, very briefly trying to put together like a mania card before like we got fucked over with the venue. Um, But we were just booking like a five match card. And in that five match card, I told myself, I was like, okay, here's the crazy tag match. Here's the work rate singles match. Here's my comedy match. Here's my boss fight match. Here's my main event. That's going to have a little bit of everything. Yeah. You know, and I think that's I think that's the thing, too, is that like you hear that adage in wrestling about if you don't think you can, if you don't see yourself as a main eventer, you shouldn't be in the business. And I think it's like, no, there's roles for everyone. It's all yeah. levels of the card. It's just that if you want to be a main eventer, you have to be able to do all of it. You have to have comedy, have drama, have work rate, uh, be able to work multiple styles, not just technical lucha, high spot you know just like you gotta be well-rounded to be uh, a figurehead of a company but just be but if you can't be that that's fine that's fine because there's spots for everybody you know if you're only good at high flying if you're only good at comedy if you're only good at death match there's a spot for you if you're willing to work
0: you know yeah that's how i do it i, I think a lot of people got to hear that what you just said man and um If they don't listen to the podcast and hear you say it, I'm going to repeat that out there in the Facebook world. And uh, I'll tag you on that. But (laughs) that that was uh, I think a lot of people need to just hear that right there. It's it's something that people might already know, but you won't comprehend it. You won't think about it unless you hear it from someone else. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's it's one of those things. So, yeah.
4: yeah, Now, I will say. Whatever you choose to be, like I choose to be a deathmatch wrestler. I choose to be a work great guy. I choose to be a comedy guy. That's great. Be fucking good at it. Yeah. Like I, I'm tired of people half assing shit and not being good and not growing and not getting mm-hmm. resting on their laurels. It's like, no, you want to be funny? You better be fucking hilarious. You want to be a work great guy? I better see some fucking Koto Abushi fucking moves from you. If you want to be a death match, dude, you better fucking make me go Nick Gage who? You know, yeah. like.
2: And if you want to be a fucking body guy, you better fucking lift.
1: Fucking get in there. Get
2: in there. Get on the fucking gas.
1: Get, in there. get on the cake. <laughs> Any flight given.
3: Oh, I'm going to Florida you. this
0: week. I'm coming back home with some gas. Yeah. Yeah, we got
3: that
1: good shit. We had that good <laughs> shit. Come
3: here
1: oh yeah Uh, so we have a I think Rios was oh go
0: (laughs) no I said I might get injected at the show Hell
2: yeah brother that's where it starts
4: (laughs) I remember um there was like a thing that was going around I sent it to a bunch of people which was um when the COVID vaccine started coming out there was like these all these pins that companies were making to be like um you know I got my vaccine or whatever and I remember I saw one that was just – it was just a syringe, and I forget what saying it was on it, but it didn't – it wasn't overt that it was, like, a COVID thing. It, so, like, it just looked like I'm on steroids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's, like, I wanted to buy it for, like, a couple people I know. Like, here you go, buddy. <laughs>
0: hey, you took your vitamin today? Vitamin S. <laughs> <laughs>
4: That would be wild dress. if it was like, like, we could cure coronavirus if everyone just got on the gas.
2: Everyone <laughs> just juice, shoved a syringe full of DECA into their thigh.
3: <laughs>
4: <sighs> but speaking of working with body guys, so we have a segment on the show uh, because the episodes come out on Wednesday. It's called Wrestle Crush Wednesday, um, where we talk about someone in the business that you haven't had the opportunity to work, at least not extensively. So like if you've only had a tag match or a battle royal scrap with them or something. Uh, Just curious if there's anyone in the business uh, alive, no longer with us, working, not working anymore, so like dream matches or contemporaries. Who is it that you, Ray Fury, would love to get into the ring with?
1: This is
0: Wrestle Crush Wednesday. That is easy. I'm, I'm going to give you uh, uh, one that's easily doable, and that's mecha Wolf. Because Mecha Wolf, when I first got into the business, man, um, I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't know anything outside of the Fed, WWE. So when I got into the business, I found out Davey Richards. And I was like, oh, man, this guy's the greatest in the world. He's amazing. And then I found Pac. I'm like, oh, my God. He's jumping out the building. And then the third person I saw was Mr. 450. And I saw his look and his gimmick, and it's like, Whoa, this guy's badass. And then I just saw him evolve and change his name and change his look. And I was always kind of like, not jealous, but like, damn, like, I, I want cool shit like that. You know what I mean? That's the kind of shit that I want to be. I want I some spicy, be that larger than life, you know, persona, you know? With this big fur on his shoulders and all that. So I was like, man, that's I want to get in the ring with him one day. And I've been in locker rooms with him, man. I've been on cards with him over the years. I just never wrestled him. So um and, and he's doing a lot of stuff that I wanna do. He's hitting up these these out of the country bookings and, and flying all over the place. And uh and um, you know, in a way he inspires me. So I would definitely wanna rest Mecha Wolf.
2: He taught me how to do a hurricane rana in ten minutes. <laughs>
0: What do you think about that, Rios? I see you making a, <laughs> you smirking over there, playing with your beard. Nah, nah, nah. What's going on? Uh, my birthday boy.
2: <laughs> someone made a someone made a Facebook joke uh, last week uh, because they used a picture of Rios um, where he had like the little little bandana hood up and um, the jacket that he wears. To the mm-hmm. ring that's um, a little poofy on top. Um, mm-hmm. And I had shared the flyers. So somebody on my Facebook friends list was like, I like the fake Mecha Wolf. And I was like, what if I told you that there's more than one person in the wrestling world who has uh, poofy vests like that to go into the ring? And then we like kind of got like in a fight about it because well, I was mad. And then 450 commented himself. He was like, "It's okay. Why can't we all just be friends?" And I was like, <laughs> "Shut up! It's not about that." It's
1: not about you. Um,
0: so, uh, you said offense at that.
2: Yeah, like, he's, he's like, a friend of me in 450s, but he's not, like, connected to wrestling in any way.
4: Yeah. Um, the only thing I'll say about that is the amount of times
3: <laughs> I have
4: I have uh, matched with someone on a dating app. And then they're like, oh, I was like, oh, I've only ever dated one wrestler before. And I was like, oh, who's that? And they're like, uh, his name's John. Let me look up his wrestling name. And then they'll send me his Facebook page, and I'm just like, and it's like I guess I look like you, motherfucker, because I keep we have the we're we same type. You, know? <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey, you, you just gotta keep him on the hip and be like, hey man, give me the lowdown on this chick. Yeah, <laughs> do this one, you know, this one. like, yo, so okay? is
2: she like crazy or like what's <laughs> yeah. going on here?
4: Um, it's your yeah, best, I
2: guess, but... no, but
4: I don't have I only use the poofy vest for coder matches now because that's. Yeah. That's Demon Ronnie Rios. I got a leather jacket now for my my singles bullshit.
2: (laughs) Well, so many pins.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was a big fan of Mecca Wolf um, when I broke in. So I was like, you know, that's I always looked at him. I always wanted to wrestle him. So, yeah. yeah. Was there any of us
4: like any like dream matches like people you grew up watching?
0: Man, um, I was was a man. I'm a huge, huge RVD fan. I know he's very controversial. and I mean, given very different given
4: now. what we've right. dealt with in the last year, I would say RVD's fucking low
0: on the list.
2: <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. getting inducted this year, so how controversial is he?
3: Yeah, really? like
0: I mean, I mean the- I like to, listen, I grew up; it was Ultimate Warrior, okay. Yeah. And as I got older, it was Shawn Michaels, '90s Shawn Michaels. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm not I'm so not bashing him Michael. after he found God, but I was I was more of a '90s Shawn when he didn't give a, he. Yeah. Cocaine. Actually, Sean. Well, yeah, I, 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 cocaine Sean, co- yeah, we love Cocaine Sean. Cocaine Cowboy the, Sean, yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> the Sean. That's the song I love. And then it was RVD. Once I found ECW, I was like, oh man, this guy's ahead of his time. He's doing stuff that people are doing now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. His yeah. style was people are doing now, and he was the only one doing it back then. Yeah. I was a huge RVD fan, but those three guys, they were like the guys who really inspired me. And then as it kept going, I was like a big punk fan, but I don't tell people that because then he's too recent. So then you say that you're
1: Mark. So yeah. So that, I, mean, I have I a like... uh, CM Punk stand-up in my garage, thanks oh, to yeah? Chelsea. Yeah,
3: yeah. My brother,
1: got, my brother
2: I... got me the uh, CM Punk cardboard cutout as, like, a joke for my 21st birthday. And yeah. so for eight years, it lived in different parts of my house, wherever I was living. Like, usually I would put it up to scare my cats. Uh, occasionally I would put it up in a window and just, like, you know, my neighbors would be like, Yo, I don't know what's up with your boyfriend, but like he just stands there like all day.
0: <laughs> but uh I got a CM Punk pop toy too. Um yeah. last time I checked, it was going for like 80 bucks online, but I wasn't
2: Oh, to- it's way more now. <laughs> oh
1: yeah. really? Yeah, the uh well, because there's what, three versions of CM Punk. We had this conversation on Saturday. So there's oh. Macho Man, Bret Hart, and regular CM Punk. All in uh pop form, and uh, I think every one of them is like a pretty penny now
0: because
2: like several hundred each, yeah.
1: I just got the uh, the regular
0: one, but um, yeah, I was a big punk fan, man. I, I love CM Punk, I it think changed- that's
4: fair. I mean, CM Punk was definitely the reason I got back into wrestling like uh, in like 2011, 2012. Um, and, like, I don't think I've ever talked about this, but, like, there's a lot of reasons I became a wrestler, ultimately. Because it was one of those things where, like, I... The first thing I ever wanted to do, five-year-old me, dream. Um And, you know, life happens, you do other things. I didn't get... I didn't break in until I was about 23. Watching Punk's run um, and, like, beating Cena for Money in the Bank and actually getting, like, a super good run. I watched his documentary. And I think it was his documentary that really, like... Kick my ass into being like what's the worst that could happen all my dreams could come true you know (laughs) like or like or just like like there's space for people like me in this business like i think punk for better or for worse because i'm sure there's been a lot of trash baggers that came out being like in the similar vein of jeff hardy being like i can be a wrestler too um but i think punk inspired a lot of people to like if you really want to do this, you can do this and still, you know, be you. Be yourself. You know, there's a space
0: for you. I, I tell people, like, he, he's the one who really started and kicked that door down for everybody else who was smaller, man. Mm-hmm. Like well, He's not that small of a guy. Just,
4: that's the thing, too, is, like, if you met
0: him, yeah,
2: he's, he's like, actually yeah. very tall.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like,
2: like, he's like six every, two.
3: Yeah, Ooh, he was, like, 6'2". Yeah, he just see,
0: wasn't, like, a I, bulky dude, yeah. Yeah.
2: Like,
0: see him, he's not like Luger, though. That's, you know, that's that yeah. my... Yeah. There, you know, he's, he's the
1: first. He was the first main eventer that wasn't like a John he, Cena built a Batista he, or whatever. Like you know. He, looks
0: like he doesn't live in the gym, but he's yeah. your average Joe, and he can still and he can go and he can main event. So once yeah. he did that, I feel like there was like, oh, well, let's try Danny Bryan. Oh, we made a million with him. Okay, yeah. if I can invest a million with you, can you give me back two million? Yeah. So yeah. now they're just signing all the guys, you know. Yeah. Like that, you know, like, hey, if we can invest in this guy and make money, then why not? You know, it don't matter about the size. And I think Punk has, he plays a heavy role in that, that mentality. Yeah. out. So. Fun um,
2: fact, I'm in the CM Punk documentary. Oh, oh yeah? I yeah. will challenge you to go find me.
0: That yes. was the best documentary the Fed ever came out with.
2: i warn you, if you blink, you'll miss it. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm in the uh,
0: documentary. One of my
4: favorite parts of that doc is there's like a picture, uh, a shot of him in a comic con, and like he poses with Chris Hemsworth, uh, and because they were both at the con, and I remember looking at it going like, "He's so much bigger than Chris Hemsworth," uh, and I'm just like, uh, it just made me think of that thing of like, wrestlers are both smaller than you think and bigger than you think at the same time. And I don't know how they do it.
2: <laughs> it's a weird closed loop. It's almost like uh, Chris Hemsworth can't possibly realistically maintain looking like this hulking jacked up behemoth if he's not working, if he's not doing out, doing like three a days in the gym and eating 7,000 calories.
4: Yeah. It's almost <laughs> it's as if a that's an real unrealistic that. body standard we have set for men. You know what? Body guys. But
2: we're body guys, so it's no excuse. We're, we're body guys
4: no on, on this show. It's the body <laughs> guys. Juice! Uh, speaking of overcoming from adversity, we have another segment on this show.
1: Yeah,
4: Uh many segments on this we have show. Yeah, many on segments much. on this show. Uh, do you want to try the new one first? Do you want to do that one first? Yeah, yeah, I
1: feel, like, I feel like that's a good spot because, uh, like, I know I was in uh, high school when I got, like, when I was on my biggest vibe for wrestling before I came back into wrestling. Um, so we have a new segment on the show. We're trying it out the first time uh, the, in a seven degrees form. This leads back to the rock because Zach Efron was once in a movie called 17. Again, Zach Efron uh, starred in Baywatch with the rock. So like it leads back to wrestling somehow. I don't fucking know. Watch the movie. It's great. Uh, anyway. Uh, so when you, if you of today, is uh is wrestling but you're 17 again uh what would be your theme music as a 17 year old pro wrestler
0: stan has a small wiener oh man oh man um I- i'm gonna tell you man in high school around that that time i was big on 50 cent and uh i like guess g-unit <laughs> so probably g-unit <laughs> it's going to be probably something off his first album, Get Rich at That Trying. So Her. it's going to have to be 50.
1: Did you ever have the uh, the 50 cent G unit tank tops that were like Hell spaghetti no. strap looking things? Ain't
0: no way. Ain't no way. Dumb shit was ridiculous. And his sneakers he came out with too, horrible.
1: Horrible. Uh, yeah.
0: 50 better match them on everything else, man.
4: Better question. Did you have the 50 cent? PlayStation Two game, I did where...
0: <laughs> Bulletproof, I know what you're talking. Bulletproof, about. yeah, yeah, yeah. I did not. No, no. Oh, I heard you pull okay.
4: that up. I, it's like it's insane because what it, it was that like brief period in pop culture where video games were like rappers but playing themselves, but they weren't themselves. So it'd be like, what if all the rappers you knew were professional fighters?
3: What if all the rappers
4: you knew played f- professional football? What if the rappers you knew were also secret agents in a
1: military operation? <laughs> you know? Like it was just because, like, Wait, like this is a Fast and the Furious movie. No, seriously,
4: like it was all Fast and Furious type shit. Because it was like in Bulletproof, I think it's like Fifty Cent is like a cop, and then like uh, Eminem is like a Private Eye or like a detective or something and it's like a whole murder mystery it's wild it's fucking wild
1: i feel like they yeah. were making like a a cop detective video game they're like this looks like shit and it's not gonna sell and they're like well what if we throw rappers in there and they're like <laughs> that's gonna be money print it let's go <laughs> let's go it's, it's like Shaq foo drop Sha- that. Shaq Fu opening the gate the floodgates of rapper slash actor well, slash you know
4: what it you know what it sounds athletes. more like it honestly sounds more like it's like someone like 50 cent was just woke up one day and was like damn I want my own video game and he called his <laughs> agent and was like get me my own video game and he's like um okay you know that's gonna take a while right those take like two three years to make nah nah I need it out like next month and Whoa. so it was like they called up some game company and was like what games are you making right now and they're <laughs> like uh well we got this fantasy game and we got this like racing game and we got this cop game it's almost done and they're like ah that one that one that just one. change all the models uh we'll bring in 50 he'll redub the voice and you know we'll have it out by holiday <laughs>
1: <laughs> perfect but imagine if they would have went with the racing game. It's like Mario Kart, but it's <laughs> the like the City guys.
4: <laughs> I need, oh my God, I need Def Jam Mario Kart. I need that in my <laughs> life.
1: Def Jam
3: Mario
2: I'm
1: seeing like Lloyd Banks throwing bags of money at people and they're like slipping on coins and shit. Yeah, this yeah. is money. This is fucking... fucking
4: Everyone's got fucking Cadillacs and Camaros and shit.
1: (laughs) I think we figured it out. And then, of
4: course, eze e has got to have a (laughs) 6.4, so...
1: You can unlock... You can unlock uh, NWA. is Is that everybody?
4: Oh, Jesus Christ. Um... Well, since this is the first time we're doing it, I want to curious what everyone's answers are. So Chelsea, if you were 17 and a professional wrestler, what would your theme song be?
2: Well, uh, based on what everybody knows about me, obviously my favorite band when I was 17 was Linkin Park. Uh, mm-hmm. Coincidentally, my favorite band at 29 is also Linkin Park because I fear change. Um, so mm-hmm. clearly it would be something like super deep and in my feelings, like, okay. of lake and park and if we couldn't get the rights to that uh shit i don't know something by kill switch Engage.
3: hell yeah i would
2: always choose um like whenever i had the option uh to create a wrestler like as soon as i was able to use punk's theme which was his original one was uh the spire burns by kill switch engage i was like because it was the closest thing to
1: um Oh yeah, Aaron. What's your answer? Um, so I've been trying to think about this one actually, and uh, because I was seventeen a very long time ago, um, and when I was when I was seventeen, I was really getting into like dirty, like not dirty punk, but old punk, like not CM Punk, old punk rock. Um, so the Misfits Volume Two was on constant repeat. So I think it probably would be "Die My Darling" from the Misfits. Um, or it probably would have been like whatever the hot uh, screamo band of the time was. It was probably like like a Finch song or like a Used song. But I think I was probably like nineteen when Finch came out. Oh, yeah! I was thinking
4: about this and like when you originally asked me the question, the idea was like, what would your theme song be if you were fifteen years old? So my answer was going to be an Aiden song because I was yeah. super depressed at fifteen. But since we've upped it to seventeen, so my last year of high school. Um, was when We Came as Romans first EP dropped, and I was super into them. And uh, so it definitely be Intentions by We Came as Romans because that's just like a super dramatic, fucking like raw, fucking ah, so much importance.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I feel like the thing about theme songs is that you have to like try it out, so you like. Mm -hmm. you like get the song like you have these songs in your mind you're like trying to do it and then you're like alexa play blah 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 and you like open the bathroom door but you hide to the side and you're like all right all right no not yet not yet yeah that's me (laughs) i'm the wrestling guy that's the real thing like i'm
4: currently in the process of trying to get um custom music for myself and i know that We've been fortunate, Koda, we've had custom music pretty much from the jump. Yeah. Because one of your buddies just threw us, like, a riff that he wasn't using for anything. Um, But, like, that's a real thing you have to think about when you're not using custom music and you're using licensed music as your entrance. It's like, okay, I need something that I like that suits my character but works as wrestling music, which is, like, it starts immediately. And there's no, like, crazy build. It's just, like, let's go. Like, you know. Because promoters can be mad if I'm standing there for twenty seconds. <laughs> um what do you what do you use, Ray, currently for your theme?
0: Um, I got some custom music, but um sometimes I go back to my uh first music, which was copyrighted by Maddion. It's called Finale. Oh, okay. And they play like um I don't know if you ever heard them before, they play like a like a Sith kind of music. Um mm-hmm. Like kind of up tempo kind of beat, and yeah. it's it's crazy because I would never go and listen to them on my own. But one of my guys, he he gave it me when I started, and I loved it. it it's just it got so many different levels to it. So I like using that sometimes. So I bounce back to the custom music I got. It's very similar to it. So Good. very energetic yeah. my entrance. I that. yeah.
4: I remember when I came out for GCW the last show I worked for them, and like I used uh into the dark by point North and like Chelsea was my ref for that match because we didn't have any refs and like, she comes over to me and she's like checking me doing like the fake check. And she's like, Oh my God, I love this song. I'm just like, I
2: I was like, I want to thrash so hard to this song, but I have to be an official
1: (laughs) officially thrashing.
2: Yeah. (laughs) I was like fucking, Bopping to like everybody's shit for like at least two to five seconds before I'd be like, "Oh fuck,
0: yeah, Man, stop bopping!" My so, my new
4: my new favorite drinking game is uh, how take a drink at a show every time someone uses an "I Prevail" song.
2: Yeah, <laughs> 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 you'd be blackout drunk before intermission.
4: <laughs> I'm just glad people are at least using new music. My biggest pet peeve is when I'm at a show. And like I get it, I don't expect everyone to have like super Obscure like taste. music taste. Like I, you know, I listen to a lot of random shit, so I don't expect everyone to have like the curation that I have. But like, they're still using like the same fucking three Breaking Benjamin songs, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, guys, I'm not telling you to listen to new bands. I'm just telling you that Breaking Benjamin has put out an album since 2005. <laughs>
2: Yeah, everybody's coming out to I will not bow or like yeah. diary of Jane. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Diary of Jane oh, How does Diary of Jane uh, Parallel your character Well you see I'm a construction <laughs> Worker <laughs> And I'm, king I'm king on my D. Break <laughs> I like to read I've the diary
4: I lost my daughter Jane in a building failure Accident <laughs> so I That's why I care so much about safety <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, well, we've now just given uh, but, the king But of I safety. know that her
4: diary that includes the password that I need to unlock the amulet to resurrect her from the grave is buried under one of these buildings. So it is through these professional wrestling <laughs> matches that I get the money that I need to go to all these.
2: <laughs> and Did we dig. just come up with the Dimmit? <laughs>
1: Is that is that this week's uh movie trailer that we uh that will never come to fruition? Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah.
3: It is.
1: Uh to get back on track uh to the music side of things, uh I don't know, uh, I know you like uh rap music, so I assume your favorite record of all time is Conan's rap record. Uh f- it's definitely great. I know it's phenomenal. I know it's your absolute yeetest. Um So yeah. <laughs> the eatest. Uh, so we have a segment on the show because uh, just recently we found the glory that is Conan as a rapper, um, and it's about it. We use a we use his old catchphrase. Um, it leads to us knowing about a time that things were a little rough, a little hairy, a little sketchy, and uh, they looked a little rowdy, rowdy.
0: K-O-N-N-A and Conan.
1: But in the long run. Things worked out they were great and in in fact you were bout it bout it Anthony Fox, bowdy, bowdy.
2: this is your rowdy rowdy it, about it segment of the week bow, bow, bow. Bow, bow. please donate to our paypal so we can buy a real air horn live <laughs>
3: with place to be mexico city, mexico
2: city.
1: is time for the rowdy rowdy bout it bout it segment of the
2: week
0: (laughs) that's a tough one i mean
2: it doesn't even have to necessarily have turned out amazing it's just like uh, oh that well that's it's, it's a good story
0: well, hey, okay, I'll tell you what. When I, was, when I first started, we, one of our first trips that we traveled to, I was still in the tag team. Um, we went out to this promotion, and we, uh, we had a lumberjack strap match, okay? Oh. So the details to the strap match was that the lumberjacks were fans who paid money. They paid $5. They put it in a jar to actually take off their belts and whip us. All right. Whoever fell on the outside. But since we wearing masks, I'm like, oh, we're baby faces. We gonna be good. No, 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 no. So we faced a team called the Hale County Misfits. And these guys look like they're straight out of a scary movie. And they were the baby faces and they were cheering them. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. So we get out there. I'm like, yeah, they're booing us. They're hating us. They're going to they're gonna probably going to whoop our ass. Long story short, I get my ass whooped. <laughs> And um, the, all the money they collected from the Lumberjacks, they paid us for at the end of the night. And we were excited because that was the most money we've ever gotten paid in our first year of wrestling. You know what I'm saying? We got probably like 40 bucks a piece. And he actually got paid more than me. I don't know how. He got like 40 and I got 35 How? I have no idea because I, I took a whooping. But whatever. But yeah. Yeah, we got our ass whooped. We got the most money that we ever got. Um, probably wasn't worth it, but <laughs> we were happy that night we got to eat.
2: <laughs> but at the time, it was pretty great. Yeah, we we, were, we
0: was we was in the car counting all them singles, like yeah, we got paid. But you know, I had lashes all on my back. Ugh.
1: That's like. When does a promoter like throw that idea together? He's like, "How about we uh, do a thing where the fans just whip you guys with their belt with their belts?" You're like, "No, that sounds like an awful idea." But they'll well, each give us terrible. five bucks. Oh wow! So who booked bucks. this? The Metro Brothers. Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> it's literally it's just uh, it's just JC. It's just uh, uh, the two Metro brothers on the outside just whooping people with belts. They're they are the lumberjacks. <laughs> I mean, I would not...
4: totally book them in a lumberjack match just to do that. Like, hey, just so you know, I'm, I need you to just hit people with your belts as soon as they get out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think uh, we were uh, we wrestled the Metros once, and then shortly after, I was like, "Hey, can I get belt loops on my next set of gear?" And Rios is like, why? I'm like, just in case we wrestle the metros again. So <laughs> I wanted to have my own belt uh, to uh, combat their beltiness. So I
4: think we were like the only tag team that they did that to. And like, I don't think we were meant, I don't think we like intentionally did this, but we just like, we were Cuban. So we've gotten our asses. We I've definitely been hit with a belt before. Yeah. So like. We like walked in the back and we kind of like no sold them. We were just like, yeah, it was fine. All right, cool. Thanks. And we had these giant welts on our back. <laughs> and, and like since then, they're like super nice to us. Like I hear all these stories about like, oh man, working the metros is so rough. And I'm just like, really? Cause like it was easy. I just got hit with a belt.
0: <laughs> so is that the, like, do they do that all the time or is it was just
3: that? All the time? Uh,
4: I don't know what. If they've been doing it recently, because I haven't seen them in a while, but like at the time, that was like their gimmick was, uh, they wanted to like leave every match if they could, like with that spot where they hit you with their belts, because oh. I guess it, uh, because it like, I mean, they got heat with it. I'll give them that. Like it was, like their whole gimmick at the time was like remember us. Like they're gonna be like, they're they were out to make a make you remember them and like. Yeah, man, like, you hear that fucking crack, and and it's just, you fucking remember the Metro Brothers.
2: <laughs> it's not so much about the Metro Brothers, but the PTSD that the Metro Brothers trigger.
4: It's not about the destination, it's about the trauma we incurred along the way. Oh, no, nah, but I mean, I think they're great wrestlers. I love wrestling. Yeah, I love, I love wrestling. Wrestlers. Like we had a we had a, like a match again with them after that, and it was like fucking cake. Like you know, they're like because they take it as much as they give it, and like yeah. I think that's why I've never had an issue with them. It's like yeah, they'll fucking come in hot on some shit, but like they're gonna take all my fucking spots. <laughs>
2: Yeah, if you're like, yeah, so after the belt spot, I'm gonna pile drive you on the stage. Is that cool? And be like, fuck yeah, let's fucking do it. go. Do, do
1: it, cool. Well, pile drive me onto my belt. Why? I don't know. Just do it.
2: <laughs> Just fucking do it.
1: Fucking <laughs> wrestling's a great place. It's so weird. It's great. It's, it is weird. Yeah. Uh, so there's,
4: um, speaking of wrestling, you there's get a, a lot of it happening this week.
2: Hey, look
1: at you going right where I was gonna go.
2: Hey, it's almost like we're fucking connected, yeah. or like so, we've done this 60 yeah. times already. So, Ray,
4: I know that we'll be seeing you at the 10 a.m. show, Best in Class. Uh, you will be in a scramble match for the GCW Defender of Humanity Rex Boxes uh, Memorial Championship. Um, but besides that, do you got anything else going on?
0: I'm going to be on Crab the night before. Um, um, I'm trying to remember what venue that's in, but um, I'm definitely going to be on that show. Crab? Like, yes. R-A-B. Like, yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> I never heard of the promotion either, but they're pretty good. Like They're going to have Gino on there, um, Mr. Grimm. Uh, it looks like they got a pretty stacked card so far, so I was like, okay, I'll be there. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be hanging out all weekend long. I'm going to have my merch out there. I'm going to be hitting up shows, networking, mingling, yeah. getting in trouble, eating.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Just like show up places and do things. That's my yeah. plan. Yeah. Because apparently the only thing that I had to do this weekend got fucking canceled. No, it's not.
4: We're um, I'll make some calls okay (laughs) i know a guy who knows guys who might know a guy i I know a guy that guy being me who has an auspicious amount of money in his bank account so
2: (laughs) well goddamn
1: (laughs) are you uh are you gonna go join um financially stable now is that the gimmick? yes thank you to my thank you uh uh, I'll be in my main house tonight. I did, the I one did see in something that was funny,
4: which is I walked <laughs> on to my, my uh, Capital One account today to like pay off my credit card. And uh, when I went to pay the balance, I noticed that they just randomly extended my credit line. So now I have like a $1,000 with the credit line. They yeah. just
0: did it by themselves? They just...
4: I think it's like a thing where it's like if you keep making your payments on time, they just keep giving you more credit. <sighs>
0: hmm.
2: Oh look at us, Mister Credit Card here. Like some of us can't <laughs> fucking get credit cards because we have eighty-six thousand dollars of medical debt.
4: Ah, oh, see, yeah. at I least just, you don't... I just right. never go to the hospital and don't know what's ever wrong with
1: me.
2: Well, I was bleeding out of my brain. Being Cuba. <laughs>
1: That's a, that's another thing about us being Cuban. It, you just sweat it
2: out.
3: Just put, you just put Vicks right. on it. And it's just,
0: like, hey, hey, When I caught COVID, I basically just sweated it out. That's what you gotta do. And, eat and some Vicks, chicken right? wings. You
2: put Vicks on your chest.
0: Vicks, sweat I it know. out. Eat listen, some
4: chicken wings. Exactly. You just eat some Cuban toast and take a nap. You'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs>
2: co-worker um, whenever I was like getting sick but I couldn't take a day off of work because we were wage slaves uh, she would put Vicks in a cup of hot water and she would just give it to me and she's just like you'll be fine just breathe this and god damn it if it didn't fucking work every time
0: Wow. (laughs) shout
2: out to Teresa you're a fucking bitch
1: (laughs) (laughs) the power of, of the power of Vicks compels you um, you got anything else going on for Mania Week?
0: Um, no, that's it for for Mania Week. Just that book in, uh those two days. Um, this is my first time actually being out there for Mania Week, man. Being invited, um, so I'm just gonna try to make the most of it and try to bring as much merch as I can, network, and just yeah. hang out and catch up with as many people as I can. Well, but it's yeah. last year. Um, I was booked on about four or five shows. And it was my first time being invited, and I was stoked, man. I was like, yes, you know?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And COVID hit, and it got canceled. So I was like, man, that, it, it sucks, you know? Was there so this,
4: was, was there a particular yeah. match that you were like, that was it? That was the money match? Like, that was the one that was going to, like, make or break me? Uh,
0: no, they. I, I was just happy to be on shows that weekend. They didn't really put out any matches yet. They just uh, okay. reaching out and I was just I was just happy to have some bookings. So I was like, man, whatever happens, happens. I'm gonna make the most of it. And you know, but you know, obviously it didn't turn out. So this year, you know, we're going like I said, we're gonna we're gonna make chicken shit. We're gonna hey. make chicken salad out of chicken shit. <laughs> hey,
4: well, uh hopefully you'll have a safe and productive weekend. I I hope that next year you get to Maybe go out to California and do the get the full mania experience because brother, we did the full mania experience for uh, thirty five, and I'm still tired.
0: <laughs> yeah, oh my god! Yeah. What, what you do?
4: Not, I mean, okay, we had one booking, um, but we like ran around to all these different shows where we like had a sniff of something. So it was like we went to the MLW tapings and we just ended up just kind of doing grunt work for them. And Literally then we went to, yeah, um, and then we went to a show in Jersey, which we might have been able to do something on, mm-hmm. but it was like a really small local show. And then it was like, hey, if you come to Blackcraft, we might have something. So then we went to Blackcraft because we promised the promoter we would be there, and we ended up doing nothing except watching the most spectacular failure in all of professional wrestling. <laughs> um, but at least I got—I always tell everybody—I had fun. Because I didn't pay to get in. <laughs> yeah.
2: I, I would say that we most definitely got... We we have, like, hours and hours of content on this podcast because of the spectacular failure of Black Crap Wrestling.
4: Yeah. And then we ended up wrestling in a show in Pennsylvania.
0: Uh, and then we went home. <laughs> I mean, that's fun, man. That's fun.
1: Yeah. Uh-oh. It's nice to hit states. Like, just to have that number under yeah. your belt when you can say, it, people will be like, uh, where where have you wrestled? And instead of, like, naming promotions, you start naming states. And they're like, oh, this motherfucker doesn't just do loops in Florida. He's
4: not a 50-mile vet. He's not
1: a 50-mile vet. Yeah. vet. Yeah, you're like, yeah, well, I mean, I've wrestled then, in so many states. And like, oh, oh, okay. So then maybe that number you gave us earlier means something. And you're like, yeah. Yeah. it
4: up, baby. I mean, that was the... <laughs> This last weekend uh, was like a really kind of uh, a reassuring thing for me because it was like the first time we had wrestled in Georgia in a while. And, um, you know, random tag team that we've never met before. And uh, no shame on those guys. I think it's just everybody's kind of still – I mean, I've been fortunate that I've gotten to – because I live in a hell state that doesn't care about COVID – (laughs) um, uh, <laughs> I've been fortunate that I've been able to kind of get my feet wet again. I've had some matches and I was feeling pretty good about coming back, but I think like our opponents hadn't wrestled in a while. So the match was not spectacular. Um, but I was really comforted by the fact that like we covered it up really nicely. Like ours as a tag team, we were able to like, all right, you forgot what we were doing, but that's okay. We're going to go to this now. And, and, the, the quote. Halt. Yeah, grab a hold, brother. And then uh, when I got to the back, promoter was happy with everything. And the thing he said to me that I'm gonna carry with me now is like, "You guys are some real professionals." Yeah, it's just like, oh,
2: that felt good.
4: Yeah, that, that, fucking,
2: that fucking hit. That yeah, because I was that so... kid
4: that fucked up matches that he wasn't ready for. So it was like, ah, ah, I've ascended,
1: <laughs> reaching that part of the wrestling business um well i think we've done it i think we, we have damn it. well done it we're gonna have a lot of fun on friday up in the fucking early in the morning
4: that's 7 30
1: call time uh, <laughs> i i hope there's bagels and i hope there's good coffee i hope
4: uh, you i hope we just skip the the bang energy drinks and we're just like guys the cocaine's and the other <laughs> <laughs> it's blueberry <laughs>
2: Blueberry cocaine,
4: Blueberry delicious. Cocaine.
2: So, Blueberry cocaine. Well, I'm. Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> um. So, uh, Ray, where can they find you? Uh, where can the Demon Road Diaries listeners find you on social medias?
0: So, Twitter, Instagram, Ray Fury official. Um, same as my pro wrestling teas for Ray Fury official and Ray Fury on Facebook. Put two wise because this is my fifth. Facebook account because I got some haters out there. But nonetheless, yes, follow me. Get a t shirt at Pro Wrestling Tees. Get a Check
2: bath bomb. website was that? <laughs> Get a bath bomb.
0: I don't have any more. Damn. Ah, I'm sorry.
1: <gasps> but yeah. Hell yeah. And you got some really rad t shirts. Did Buckshot do your um your Hasbro shirt? Um,
4: Damn, who did that shirt? James Bukakis? Was that it?
0: No. I had that
1: shirt for about two, three years. I forgot who did it, though. No, oh, it's fire. He's got a... uh If you guys haven't been there yet, go check. Just look at the merch. Even if you're not planning on buying it, just look at it. He's got really killer merch. But one of them is uh like a Hasbro-inspired um, one that's like... One um, of my shirts. Yeah. yeah, it's fire. It's so dope. So... Go go buy one of his shirts, guys. Uh, if not, come out to the show on Friday and buy one there. And then also buy some of our merch because we like money. Uh, <laughs> awesome. um, so a- anything else we need to touch on before I hit our socials? Uh,
4: uh, just that we're going to be at... GCW best in class. We got ourselves a little bit of a tag scrap with Sir Nightmare Donovan and the Space Cowboy Stacy Alexander. Uh, we definitely had a bit of a meeting of a meeting of the minds at Pose uh, with one Mister Stacy Alexander, uh, and I'm looking forward to that match. It's going to be five minutes of insanity. Um, yeah. Also, we will be hopefully performing at the Matt Morgan Charity Show in Sanford, Florida. That's all the information I have about that. I don't know if the show has an official name. I don't know what we're doing. I was just told to be
1: there. Oh, Um, I did know. Side note, I noticed that it says casual cocktail attire. So. mm. Um. Okay. So
2: wear your fancy
1: demon uh, my, my Yes, my, my fancy <laughs> I'll wear, underpants.
3: I'll
4: wear my cleanest uh, pair of <laughs> basketball <laughs> shorts. <para> shorts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then finally on Sunday, you should be seeing uh, myself and one Mr. Music City Messiah, Kaden Green, in singles action. I think Kaden will be in a six-man tag, a- tag actually, but I will be defending the Tampa Bay Pro Wrestling Heavyweight Championship Against a motherfucking deadbeat. who's the reason that I almost fucking lost my goddamn left eye. One Mr. Deadbeat, Wolf Taylor. Uh, should be a hell of a fucking match. There's a lot of good action on that card. EC3 is going to be there. So, and not just to meet and greet. Like, he's doing a match.
3: <laughs> yep. Yeah.
1: Doing uh, a wrestle. He's
4: doing a wrestle. Uh, so, E-C- fun E-C- weekend.
1: What? EC3 you see three Uh,
4: (laughs) and come hell or high water i'm gonna make damn sure that the necessary evil chelsea Duran has her fucking day with a certain fucking body guy who doesn't know his fucking place
2: i just want to fucking i just want to hurt the body guys man like
0: the war on body guys continues
2: myself myself included
0: i gotta be a Mm t-shirt
1: The oh, war on body
0: guys it continues. It will be the war
2: on body <laughs> guys
1: continues. Don't worry about that. Uh, uh, so you can find Demon Road Diaries by simply searching Demon Road Diaries on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You can find the Coda at We Are the Coda on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Gmail, and ProWrestlingTees.com dot slash we are the coda where you can also get all your demon Row diaries merchandise you can find me personally at music city kg on instagram twitter cash app venmo and all the other good ones
4: and you can find me ronnie rios at bastard rios on instagram twitter and tiktok
2: You can find me, Chelsea Durden, doing absolutely fucking nothing during Mania Week, uh, probably crying, uh, manning the Coda merchandise booth, Um, maybe like throwing light tubes at people and yelling, do something about it. (laughs) but you can also find me on Instagram at Durden Says, Twitter at the TheDurdensays, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Chelsea Durden if you're interested in helping me put my cats through college or keeping the fucking lights on this place because I'm still fucking jobless since <laughs> December. Fuck you, Blackstone. Uh, what else? Be nice to my mother on Instagram. She does not appreciate your mean comments. She's a very kind lady, and it's her wedding anniversary tomorrow. Yay, mom and dad. Uh, and From all of us here at Demon Road Diaries, for Caden Green, Ronnie Rios, Ray Fury, and myself, and the cat that just walked in front of the screen, we hope that you stay safe and stay jacked. <sighs>
3: Heep, heep,